Prelude. Hey, are you planning on having kids? Is there a problem preventing you from having a baby? Why haven't you had babies yet? It's already been one month since your marriage. You're going to hear all sorts of relevant, and irrelevant, comments and questions about kids once you get married. This is inevitable. And once you do decide to have kids someone will tell you, oh, you have no idea what you got yourself into. Really? They will also tell you things like, oh, but don't worry, it gets easier as they grow older. BS on the contrary, it gets more challenging. Because as they grow, so do their needs. Many people view raising kids as a burden because, truth be told, it can be consuming on all physical, mental, emotional, and financial levels. And because of this very fact, many seek all the help they can get from family and friends because they simply cannot do it on their own. But, while this is indeed a fact, many others view it as a gift because they were blessed with something others weren't. So it comes down to how you view the glass of water, half empty or half full. Intro If you feel that you aren't doing a great job with your kids, then you're definitely not alone. Raising children is one of the most difficult tasks in the world. And if anyone tries to tell you otherwise, they're lying to you or better even, have never tried it before. I know this very well because I'm a parent of a currently four-year-old daughter. And oh boy do we miss those days when she was only a few weeks old and her only worry was just milk and sleep, and poop. Don't get me wrong, our daughter is one of the best things that has happened to our lives, she's our starlight in the darkest moments. We cannot imagine our life without her being in it. She's the reason we are a family. As a parent, I regularly read and learn about how to improve my ways with my daughter because to be honest, I still don't feel I'm fully there yet. But by time you will learn that you can never be perfect, but you must thrive to do your best. And among other things, you must learn a lot about how to improve your kids' life skills to be better prepared for the future. Emotional and mental facts about kids. Kids are copycats. I'm sure you've had this issue before, when your kids are not listening to you. Or rather, they don't listen to what you tell them to do or not do. Well, this is because they're copycats. They're not willing to listen to a word you say, they never will, but, they will mimic every single word and move that you, or anyone else, says or does. And because of this fact, you need to be extremely careful with what you show or tell your kids. And if in the public, be aware of the places you take them to. Kids are curious creatures. Why do kids mimic others' words and actions more than grown-ups do? This is because kids are a clean slate. Their brains are still empty and fresh with basic and intuitive needs and wants, and the things they've seen and heard so far thus. Their brains are curious and hungry and want to explore the world. They want to feel, smell, see, taste, and hear everything around them with all their senses. Kids focus less. Did you know that the attention span of kids under 4 years old is less than 5 minutes? So if you don't have a 100 things in your hand to keep your kids busy, they will get bored and move on to the next interesting thing 3 minutes later. Yes, this attention span grows as they grow, and can reach up to 1 hour for 18-year-olds. But as they grow older, it starts to decrease again. Reason, distractions. Steps to improve focus. Breaks allow the brain to relax and properly consume information. Add a fun game or activity in between and make sure it has an end result. Remove any possible, and unnecessary, distractions. Omit anything that may cause stress and therefore lack of focus. Time to talk about a particular concern kids may have that's causing them to stress out and lose focus. If you are hoping for your kids to pay good attention, you should preach what you teach. As a role model, kids will almost copy everything you do or see, so pay attention to get attention. Limit screen time, for you and for them. 
To have your kids be fully engaged in an activity you have to make sure they are off screen time at least 30 to 60 minutes before the activity, regardless of what it is. If you are hoping that your children pay attention to you, you should minimize your screen time as well. Remember, kids see, kids do. If you're not paying close attention to them because you're on your phone, they will assume that it's the right thing to do, and therefore mimic that action on you. Daily, and good, routines create good habits, and can thus affect their nutrition, sleeping habits, screen time, reading and writing, emotions, exercise. Every kid has their own learning style and comprehension capabilities, and your job as a parent is to identify, respect, embrace, and work on improving them rather than try to change or compare them, for better or for worse. Kids are emotional. By nature, kids have positive thoughts and emotions and don't like to see negative things or feel negative emotions. They are a lot more sensitive than adults because their emotions are still building up and are not in check, and it is your duty to help set them straight. Even at a very young age, kids are very observant and have the ability to recognize happiness from sadness, so be wise as to what they see or hear from you, or from others. Skills to teach your kids. In today's digital age, kids are likely to be watching a lot of content online, most of which is fun and educational. As a parent, it is your duty to make sure they see kids suitable content to assist in their growth and to limit it as needed, and to also make sure that it isn't their primary source of information. With that being said, there are things that digital content may teach your kids, but not to its full potential. Socializing and communicating. The first step in this process is to teach your kids how to socialize with you as parents. This goes without saying. Next is their relatives from grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins, pets, where pertinent, and so on. This also includes names. Then comes socializing with other kids their age, be it in playgroups, daycare, kids' playgrounds, kindergartens, etc. This will teach your kids that there are other kids with whom they can also communicate and play. They also need to learn how to communicate with all these people and address each person according to their age group and status. For example, adults are treated different than other kids, and so on. Hi, hello, I love you are among some of the power words they must learn. Sharing and requesting. The way we started this is with food and toys. In other words, we would ask our daughter to give us some of her foods, or to allow us to play together with her toys. They also need to learn how to ask for something when they want it, and that not everything is given to them just because they want it. But the best approach, is to show them how it's done. Again, kids see kids do. Appreciation and praise. Please and thank you are very powerful words that your kids must learn, especially if they ask for or get what they need. Great power words for praising them are good job, good boy slash girl, thank you. These words will teach your children that they've done a great job and will give them motivation to do more good, appreciate, and feel appreciated. To help them learn more, the best way to go by, as usual, is to show them how and what is said and done. Creativity, imagination and fun. Kids don't know what imagination and creativity are, and it's your job to help them embrace and expand on those skills. And because they are kids, the best way to do it is by having fun. Because when they sense fun in the process, they are more willing to listen and observe. Just like how fun-looking food is more fun to eat. Games are the best way to do it. Educational books, visuals, and drawing tools are other things to use. One toy that we found very useful for our kid, and for us at the same time, is building blocks. Using your imagination and creativity, you can build things and shapes. This also allows for your kids to think outside the box, and to try and make a reality out of whatever they have in mind. Another way to do this is to allow them to help with house chores. 
and the best teacher is when they do mistakes and you show them the right way to do things. Assisting in making food is also one of the best family activities that build the teamwork concept early on. These activities will imprint the process in their brains and will help them not do the same mistakes in the future. Another way to expand their imagination and creativity is by reading books to them or have them watch educational videos that are fun and educational to watch and listen to. Needs versus wants and rewarding your kids. Many people would argue that this cannot be properly recognized by a young child, but you'll be surprised when you do it with them. The way we do it, our child can easily access the things that she needs, but will have to work for the things she wants. Think of it as a reward system. Imagine your child wants to play a game on the tablet, but you ask them to do a certain task in order to have it, such as putting away their toys, or making their bed, or helping with a house chore, and so on. Once done, and only then, they will take the tablet. This gives them a feel of being rewarded for something good they did, and that not everything is easily accessible. They will also feel more willing to do it again and will build some sense of responsibility. We also do the same thing when we want to go out. We ask our daughter to put away all her toys and clean up all the mess she made while we, the parents, prep other things. When she sees us cleaning and organizing, she will be more willing to do the same. We made it a habit to do this before going out, so it became a habit for her as well. The same can also be done to have your child wear their favorite piece of clothing, do something good, and you'll wear it. Your child will learn that this piece of clothing is important, and shouldn't be worn all the time and that they'll have to do some work before they can wear it. Simple but very powerful. Gratitude and giving back. As your child grows, their mindset also grows and so does their comprehension. Even at a very young age, it is very important to teach your child to be thankful for what they have, and to learn how to give back to the world. One way we do this is by allowing our kid to give a small tip to sidewalk singers and instrument players. Every time she does this, and when she sees the receiver thanking her, she feels good and starts to dance. Another way we do this is by having her favorite toys and clothes in a special place, which she can only access when she does something useful or good. It always gives her a sense of satisfaction once she has access to them. And when she does, she treats those particular toys and clothes with special care, intuitively. Managing money. You need to regularly talk to your kids about money management. Things about savings, spending, investment, borrowing, banking, etc. Nothing beats learning at a very young age, allowing their imagination and creativity to leverage what they have, as well as create other solutions and ways to manage. Try loaning them money in the beginning of a month, and asking them to pay with interest at the end of the month. You can also have them keep their money with you for savings as if you're a savings account in a bank, with interest adding up. There are many other ways you can play with this. It doesn't have to be real money, but something close enough. Technology. While we all hate to admit it, but technology is everywhere. Think about it. Would you go a day without your phone or computer? Or without your car or the dishwasher in the kitchen? Some of the answers may be I suppose I could go a day without it, while most are more like I don't know, it would feel really weird. I need it. I don't think I can. We have reached a point where most technologically created things in the world have become as vital in our lives as having to eat or drink. But of course, the least harmful of them. Here's the thing, as we are advancing towards the future, so is technology. And the bearers and creators of the future's technology are our kids, not us. We will simply create that pathway for them and watch or use what they've created and embraced. They are the future, not us. We need to help them embrace it, not fear it or be dependent. Mysteries and Survival Strategies 
nothing beats trying to solve a mystery, and kids love mysteries. Role-playing will allow them to mimic other personalities and types of community characters, such as police detectives, inspectors, firemen, doctors, engineers, etc. Give them what they want, a mystery. They can try to solve the mystery using any one of the above personalities, for example, or to try and mess around with it until they get completely absorb its concept. You can give them a riddle to solve, with clues and hints spread across the house for example. Use this game strategically, and you will ensure fun times for everyone. Try to also make it a group effort for extra fun, however pertinent. Another exciting game is Escape the Room. This will be an absolute mind-opener and will give the opportunity for the kids to really think outside the box, or out of the ordinary. Of course, they won't be able to conceptualize at the beginning. But once they're into it, they'll become more fond of it. Camping can also be an incredible exercise for your kids, they will appreciate and recognize nature, and will learn to utilize their surroundings to survive. The best part in all this, an end result and as reward for completing the task or mystery, more motivation to do it again and again. Travel. Experiencing travel is another way to provide the most exposure your kids could ever have. Packing up, creating a travel list, arranging for commute, airport procedures, watching airplanes fly and land, getting into your coach, watch the sky and clouds, passport control, duty-free, hotel, tourism, and so on. While not everyone can manage to travel by air, you can also choose to drive, or by boat, with changes in preparations and expectations. But whatever it takes, try as much as possible to make traveling an experience your kids enjoy. Yes is yes, no is no. This one is a rather controversial topic to discuss. Many parents are trying so hard with their kids to give them more space to try and avoid their past experiences with harsh kids raising measures. And as such, many claim that this method will allow their kids to better build their personalities and become more self-dependent. While I personally respect this point of view, but I will have to disagree. It is true that we thrive to make our kids' lives easier, but when we give them everything, how does that help them be better? On the contrary, it will just make things worse as they become uncontrollable. Remember, humans are forces of habits, and building a habit from a very young age will become almost unbreakable. So make sure the right habits are established for your kids. The truth is, and this applies to adults and kids alike, if you give anyone a chance to get something they want, they will. If you give them a chance to eat something they've wanted to eat for so long, they will. If they are given space to do something bad, they'll do it. Why wouldn't they? Especially when no one is watching? Image intended to display purpose of section title, not actual illustration, OMAS, ESO.com. Discipline your kids. This is where discipline comes in, and it starts with self-discipline. Read my article on self-discipline here. If our kids are not taught how to be self-discipline, they will be forever lost. And learning it at an older age just makes it all the more difficult. But it isn't as harsh as many parents claim it to be. On the contrary, showing your kids that you are the decision maker, because you are the parent, will give you authority. And once you claim this authority, you earn respect, and with respect, comes discipline. Now saying yes and no should almost always come with an explanation. This is not a simple yes or no, just because you feel like it. Because this is what parents claim to be harsh, and I completely agree. If you approve something to your kids, tell them why and show them that you trust them. If you tell them no, however, clarify your point of view while showing them that you care. When children see, hear, and understand the because, they are more willing to abide. Love your kids. With everything you have, and in every chance given, 
and by any means necessary, you must always show your kids how much you love them. The more they hear, see, and feel your love, the more they love you back. Love is one of the strongest emotions in the world and sharing it makes people stronger. And when your kids are filled with love at a very young age, they always grow to be better persons. Build trust with your kids. Accounting for all the topics we've previously discussed, this is by far the most important one. Kids, intuitively, trust their parents' judgment and love. Imagine this. If you hold your kid and throw him slash her into the air above you, they will simply laugh and can even close their eyes with content. Why? Because they intuitively know that you will catch them on the way down. They just know. This is the kind of relationship you must thrive to build along the years, and create as many scenarios as possible to show them how trust is built. By doing this, you help them realize what's right from what's wrong, and allow their conscience to play a role in case they did the wrong thing. As usual, rewarding them for doing good is always the best way to earn trust. On the other hand, punishment is the best way to go by if things go wrong. Consequences of breaking trust. I know, punishment is a harsh word. But it's inevitable. Punishing can be through grounding, confiscating toys and electronics, refusing to take them to their favorite places, etc. My favorite, however, is to not speak to my kid until she apologizes and realizes that she broke that trust. It usually works, I've tried it with other kids in the family, but because she's barely four she'll get there. It can be painful sometimes, especially when you hear your kid crying. But, as I said, it's inevitable sometimes. Once they realize that breaking the trust has its consequences, they will not be so keen to do it again, especially with their parents whom they cherish and love the most. Your kids will need to have a chance to explain themselves, and hear out why they were punished in the first place. This clarifies things for both sides, especially when they are aware that the trust relationship is at stake. Remember, kids are born good, and do not like to see bad and will do everything to avoid it. So use this theory wisely. Wrap up. Many people are doing the mistake of trying to raise their children the same way their parents did. But think about it, you sometimes feel as if you weren't treated the best way because your parents wanted you to do things their way. Remember how it sometimes sucked? Think of it the same way when you're trying to raise your kids. The truth is, you were born in a different era than your parents, and the same applies to your kids. So don't try to force them into things that worked in your time, but rather help them embrace their present and improve for their future. And no matter what anyone else tries to tell you, you're the one who's raising your kids and no one else will do that for you. So trust your capabilities in doing so and follow advice that applies to you, and to your kids. Dash. Subscribe to the blog to get new posts directly in your inbox. Email address. Subscribe. Dash. You will also love those. Productivity. Best, online, jobs with the highest demand in this decade by Mr. Omus March 12, 2022. Lifestyle. Money, How to Survive Next Global Crisis, Lessons Learned Three Quarters. By Mr. Omus March 6, 2022. Guide. Here's Why You Should Invest in Turkey, Starting Now. By Mr. Omus February 11, 2022.